Well, what is going down, everybody? Welcome to another Am I on the Air Quick Bite episode. My name is Don Mega, and I'm so happy that you're here to join me for another quick bite of information. Tonight's show is brought to you by the Pop Culture Pros, and definitely appreciate being in partnership with them and uh, talking a little Netflix, guys, because today is March 9th. And what happens on March 9th? Part two of season four of you drops on netflix so yes today if you've been waiting today is the day today was the day for the second half of an incredible season four over on february 9th a month ago we got the first five episodes of season four i did a quick bite at that time talking about my thoughts non-spoiler on how the season kicked off well tonight We're going to talk about how it ended, and we're going to talk overall thoughts. So tonight's Quick Bite will have spoilers. So you have been warned. I am going to talk about the season as a whole. I've been waiting to talk about this because I watched all of you season four. God, it feels like two months ago. (laughs) So I've been sitting on this. I've been sitting on it, waiting to talk about it, waiting to gush about it. And it's just been eating me up. I watched as people watched part one and their conspiracy theories, right? I saw a bunch of people posting on Twitter that they knew what was going to happen and how it was, you know, just so trendy, this and that. And like, oh, Netflix just doesn't have anything new up their sleeve. Like, this is so obvious. I saw what was coming a mile away. And in the meantime, I'm just sitting back laughing, being like, you don't even know. You don't even know what's happening here. It was hilarious watching it. Watching all the people, you know, throw out exactly what they thought was going to happen in the second half. And boy, were they wrong. Season four, I get why they broke this up into two parts. Because they left us hanging at the end of part one, right? We find out that Rise Montrose is the killer, right? The Richie guy that Joe's been trying to become friends with, trying to talk to Reese was the killer. And we're like, oh my God, this fucking dude, (laughs) right? Like, wow. And then we stop. And then a month later, here we are, part two. And we find out things are not what they seem. So your last chance here, spoilers. Let's talk about it, guys. Right? Four seasons down, Joe Goldberg continues to trot the globe without so much as a scratch, arrest, or an ounce of justice to show his heinous crimes. It's become a bit of a sick talent at this point. When part one of Netflix drama rolled around on February 9th, things were beginning to look up for Joe. He'd moved to London after a murderous spree in the States, assumed the identity of a university professor named Jonathan Moore, and he swore to never return to his criminal ways because he's a good person deep down inside, at least in his mind, right? But it wasn't long before the body started piling up again and a new serial killer hell-bent on luring Joe back over to the dark side was killing off his new posh pals one by one, finger by finger, ear by ear. Part 1 finale solved that mystery, revealing that the author and mayoral candidate Ray Reese Montrose was the one behind the murders. Except he wasn't. Yes, that's right. 
because we come to find out that Joe has lost his goddamn mind. And it was all Joe all along. Oh my God. This is crazy shit right here, guys. Like, I remember watching this and being like, oh my God, is this where they're going? It's Joe? Are we doing like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing? Right? If you go back to the beginning of the season, you see that he lets Marianne um, hop on a train and, and, you know, leave for Paris, right? Get back to her daughter. He's like, I'm going to let my love leave. And you're like, wow, that was really nice of Joe because that was the whole point of season four, right? That was the whole reason why he went to Paris and to London was to find Marianne. But he lets her go. And he's like, you know what? Go ahead. You know, go back to your family. I'm sorry for what I've done to you. Go live your life. Only to find out that he really never did that. He captured her and had her in one of his goddamn cages. And so Marianne has been trapped in a dungeon somewhere in one of Joe's cages that you've seen in the other trailers. You see a flashback and you see Joe dealing with Marianne and he bangs his head on the cage. and something snaps and he gets this split personality right there's joe goldberg the nice joe goldberg and then there's his evil side that does these murders and kidnappings but that's reese montrose right well that's the way joe sees it joe literally creates a split personality and sees reese doing the things but they're all in his head so when he finds out that Marianne has been kidnapped, he's trying to find her. And he truly is. But in his own messed up mind, he doesn't realize that he's the one that kidnapped her. And now she's trapped in this box, right? Like, it takes him a minute. And he really starts to piece it together because he goes to confront Reese and kill Reese, which he does. And then immediately after he kills Reese, another Reese walks up and is like, oh, you killed me, huh? <laughs> and you always wonder what had happened, right? Because when he go, when he bumps into this Reese to kill him, this version of Reese is like, I don't know you, man. Who are you? Like, I don't know you. And he's telling the truth. And I started to think for a second, like, oh, Reese has a twin brother. And it's been his twin messing with him. No. He killed the real Reese Montrose. And the version that's been haunting him and goading him this entire time was his split personality. You know, think about like Fight Club, right? You, you had Edward Norton the whole time being bugged by Brad Pitt, only to find out that he was Brad Pitt. <laughs> like, it was all him. And that's what this was. Joe was so obsessed with Reese that he imagined this other side that kidnapped and imprisoned Marianne, right? Um, it's a way for him to kind of just get away from like feeling like he's the bad guy, right? Because this whole season he's been like, I just want to be good. Even when he's falling for Kate, he's like, I just want to be good. I don't want to get tied up with all this stuff. And so, you know, we fast forward, we get to towards the end of the season and we find out that um, Nadia, who's one of Joe's uh, students at the school, she catches on to him. And she finds the key and she actually finds Marianne and they come up with this whole plan where it looks like Marianne has overdosed. So when Joe finally figures out where his cage is at and he's trying to explain to Marianne, like, look, 
Like, I didn't know you were here. Like, you have to trust me. Like, this was not a part of my plan, right? It was his evil side. She doesn't believe him, of course. So when he says, I'll be back for you, she, along with the help of Nadia, stages this fake OD. So Joe tries to get rid of her body in the woods and tries to move on with his life, only to find out, you know, he doesn't find out, but Marianne's alive and she runs back to her daughter. So if we come back for a season five, that's the loose thread here that can really mess up Joe's life is that Marianne is alive. And that's a scary thing, right? Um, Joe actually tries to commit suicide because he's like, yo, if this is the only way that I can get Reese out of my head is I need to commit suicide. And he jumps off a bridge and into the river and you think it's it. Like, I honestly thought this was the way they were going. I thought, okay, season four, they're going to come out, you know, in a couple weeks and they're going to say this was the finale. This was the end of the show you. And he was going to kill himself. And I was like, you know what? Not too shabby, right? If you're going to go out, go out with a smile. <laughs> um, but the boat rescues him and, and puts him in the hospital. Uh, and it seems that he did rid himself of Reese, right? That, that Reese, the part of his mind that is Reese is gone. And Kate comes to him and she's just kind of like, she's pretty messed up too, right? She's still with him and basically saying, you know what? Like, I'm here with you. Let's be together. Um, my dad's dead, which of course Joe, <laughs> Joe did. And she has an idea he did it, but she's like, you know what? I won't ask you about your past. You don't ask me about mine. And we're just going to do it, right? Um, so then, you know, as we're wrapping up the show, Joe finds Nadia um, and he kills her dude and frames her for it. So Nadia looks like a crazy ass killer. And unfortunately, she's going to jail because um, Joe is just that smart and he's always two steps ahead. Um, so, yeah, man, he deletes all the pictures from Nadia's phone. Um, you know, he uses all the things that Kate has access to to kind of make everything disappear. So, uh, and then they say that Nadia refused to speak in her own defense, uh, and she still hasn't even spoken from prison. She's that shaken up. And then of course we fast forward, uh, and we're back in New York guys. We fast forward a few months. Joe's living it up in New York with Kate back as Joe Goldberg, ladies and gentlemen, that's right. Not Jonathan Moore, not Will Bettenham, Joe Goldberg, um, the hero who apparently escaped his killer wife. Love Quinn. That's right. They turn it into a story where he comes out and says how love was trying to kill him. And that's why he had to run away and go to London and change his name because he was trying to get away because she was the crazy one. And he says, you can come home again. All you need is Kate plus a, a cyber security team, a squadron of publishers, uh, disturb search results, hack news archives, bribe them, the chief of police, all to support the simple true story of Joe Goldberg. He adds that love can be complete if you are, which he completely flips the script on the show we thought we knew well. Uh, ever since we first met Joe in that humble New York bookshop, he has always been so convinced that he's the good guy deep down. He kills because he has to, and he's forced to. It's not his fault. Once his crimes, which aren't his fault, catch up with him, he moves, changes his name, finds another you to prey upon, and refuses to accept that he's the problem. Hi, it's me, 
I'm the problem, it's me. But this time around, Jolie, Joe fully embraces his dark side, and that's what makes him even more terrifying. He's a powerful man now, thanks to Kate and her dead dad's money. There's no need for him to run and hide anymore, and he's accepted that he's a bad person who could do bad things whenever he pleases. He's effectively whole, which is pretty bad news for everyone else. As satisfying as it would have been to see Joe get his comeuppance, he was smart. It was a smart thing for the show. Things were getting a little repetitive, and this switches it up completely. By the end of the episode, Joe and Kate tell us that they're going to change the world. Based on what we know about this twisted pair, it won't be for the better. What a wrap-up, guys. What a wrap-up. And I know it was funny, once again, looking at Twitter and watching, because Netflix was funny, because Netflix put out a little teaser trailer for the second half of the season. They show love in the trailer, and everybody was losing their mind, right? Joe's love is alive. Love is alive. She's coming for him. She's alive. And I'm just sitting back laughing, being like, dude, it's in his head, man. He's a crazy son of a bitch. He's imagining it. I don't know why everybody thought she was alive. We saw her die in a very big way. She's dead. She ain't coming back from that. Um, but yes, you know, that just goes to show you, like, like I said, it was all in his head. He's a crazy bastard. Um, and what a way to end the show, right? He's back to being Joe. He doesn't have the beard anymore. He looks just like he did in season one. I loved it guys. I overall love this season very, very much because it is what I said. It changed the script. It flipped the script from what we're used to, to kind of just giving us this Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of story where he has the split personality and you come to find out that man, like when you see some of the events played back and you see, he's just arguing with himself. He's talking to nobody. Like he literally chained himself up in the fire, <laughs> like all the things he did and didn't even realize it because he had manifested this other side of him. I thought it was genius. I thought it was a great, great switch up. Um, and I loved it. I love this season. Um, I'm curious to see if they leave it here or if they do come back for a season five, but if they do come back for a season five, they've set themselves up for something really cool, right? Like he's with Kate now and they got all the money in the world and some crazy things can really happen that they could take it somewhere really fun. I've loved the ups and downs. I've loved all the characters. I love this show. And I hope you all enjoyed this season, too. I thought they did a great job mixing it up and making it a little bit different than seasons one through three, which I absolutely loved. Um, but really dug this one here, too, man. So I'm so glad I can finally talk about it. I hope you all loved it. And that's what I got for you guys. That's our season four wrap up. Spoiler talk on you. Season four. Season four, part two. That's what we got. So thanks so much for tuning in. This is a quick bite. I've hit 15 minutes. I'm going to get on out of here. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Am I on the Air. Make sure you follow the normal show, which is straight Am I on the Air. It's a full 45-minute show that we do every single week talking about all things television and movies, guys. We break down all the entertainment news each and every week, so make sure you check it out. Um, and uh, amiontheair.com will get you to everything. So thanks so much for your time, and until next time, y'all. Peace.